This is Objectivist and Ace Attorney Fancast. Just as chiseled and gaunt and hungry as any ramen lover, I'm Gumshoes Cheekbones, Stephanie. It's back in the 80s and 90s. Everyone has one of these radios. I'm Jesse. Um, there's, I'm, I'm named after weapons of mass destruction and there's a literal cow woman after me. I'm Michelle. <laughs> Guys, we watched the anime. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so... But, before, but first... Let me... I mean, what we're gonna do is... We're gonna do the, the news, but we will talk about episodes 5 through 8 of the anime in a minute. Yeah. We're not gonna do an anime versus plausible today, because um, we don't wanna. No, you gotta, you gotta keep so, uh, uh, the magic alive. You can't do it every time, otherwise it won't be fun. Yeah. Though I did remember the nun's name from my high school, and by I remember, I mean I asked my brothers. So? Uh, Sister Rosemary. Rose? That's a funny pronunciation on gory. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> close. Rosemary, gory. <laughs> okay, so the news. Let's talk about the news, y'all. Okay. I mean, there there was a Famitsu article about the HD collection, but nobody gives a shit. Um, and when is that supposed to come out? Uh, February twenty first. Okay. In Japan. In Japan. Oh. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Who knows when? To, for for people in non Japan. Well, one day. Someday, yeah. <sighs> Someday. All right, back to not caring about that. What's the rest of the news? Um, so the rest of the news is that there's these vinyl figures that have there's like cool vinyl figures that they've released uh, of Phoenix and I think Edgeworth. No, just Phoenix. So it's a Phoenix Wright vinyl statue, and it's for pre-order right now. And it's you know all for people who collect statues. I'm sure it's very good. Um, I don't and don't care to. <laughs> I also like the last time there were figurines we had a long discussion about Mile Edwards butt crack. So Yeah, the butt- I the- don't think I was there for that. I absolutely remember the butt crack figurine. Here I've posted I'm giving you a link here. The Phoenix one. I can't I don't think that this has a Phoenix butt crack problem. Okay, hold on, we're pulling it up. There's not a lot of pictures in this article though. So the people who are doing it is is called first four figures. The number four. First being spelled out for the number being the number four. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So first four figures is doing it. And it's like they announced it a long time ago. Everybody's really excited. It's a very nice vinyl statue and all. Like, good job and everything. My two primary answers are, one, how much does it cost? Because it's probably too much. And also, I don't want it. Two, uh, is there a butt crack? (laughs) Well, Um, I have a... I have a comment. A little uncomfortable with Phoenix's lips. He has them. He does have them, yeah. I mean, instead of just a line, you mean, right? Right, like, I'm used to the line, maybe like a little line underneath the line to indicate a bottom lip chin situation. Um, what 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 upsets me, I guess, about the idea of this figurine having lips... Is that Phoenix is now kissable? 
<laughs> Look, I I mean I can't share your your problem because today I saw a high definition picture from Kingdom Hearts three of Sora and Sora's lips are wicked chapped in that game and I can't think of anything else. Wait, today. they are. <laughs> I just can't. No, this isn't a, this isn't the right podcast. This is an unchained meta dive twenty six no scope Kingdom Hearts <laughs> podcast. No scope, but scope is pronounced like key because <laughs> everything is pronounced like key. But um, those photos you sent me of of Sora in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I showed them to everyone at my job because I couldn't stop laughing and had to explain myself to them. Well, let's, so for the, for the listening audience here, it is 20, winter 2018, pre the parent release date of Kingdom Hearts 3. They just had a not yet another trailer because they're doing many trailers. And this one involves yeah. shots from Tangled, uh, the Tangled world where, uh, you, you get to see Rapunzel in the foreground and fucking Marluxia in the background looking yeah. like an anime fuck who belongs there. And then in, you get another shot that's like Mother Gothel in the floor foreground and fucking Sora Donald and Goofy in the background like they belong there. And then like there's like a nice photo of Sora Donald and Goofy and then there's Flynn in the corner doing finger guns at him and I'm like, Flynn, get out! You don't belong! And I was, it's funny to me, and it probably should have been funny to me for the past 15 years, <laughs> but I think it's only funny to me now that the graphics have improved such that the models from the game, or from the movie, look perfect. Like, it perfectly looks like Rapunzel from the movie, Tangled. Um, but Sora just looks like Sora. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, he looks like perfect Sora, and he gets more and more Asian-looking as graphics improve. But, like, he's just there. He's an anime kid who's just there. And same with Marluxia, right? Like, Marluxia's just, like, an anime villain bishy boy whose eyes are all, like, I'm an evil anime guy eyes. And Rapunzel's there with, like, fucking globe headlights. (laughs) Like, shooting, like... Disney love beams everywhere, and Marluxia's just in the background. Well, that's the part where she's sad because Flynn's riding away from her on that boat, and she's like, oh, he left me. He only used me to get to this crowd. And Marluxia's just like, yes, according to plan. Like, go, go, go. Love is not real. Darkness. Anyway, the other thing I love, too, is in China, you can't see any previews of Winnie the Pooh because because the president of China is a child. So anyway, anyway, who from Ace Attorney should be censored in the Chinese release? I think Salmonella. Yes. (laughs) Salmonella. Not kissable lips. Phoenix statue, very kissable. Do you want to just censor his kissable lips for now? What is that we are we gonna have to censor Phoenix's lips and no, everything? I, I, Stephanie, I want to be clear. I don't have the desire to kiss Phoenix. I'm just saying that there exists now, and that they have the potential to be kissable. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, so, so you, Stephanie, who does not want to kiss Phoenix, right? In anime or statue form, please answer this question for me. On a scale of 1 to 10, how kissable are the statue's lips? Objectively. Objectively. Um, Let me pull up again. (laughs) They're not not thick, luscious lips. I'd say a 6. A 6? I was going to rate them maybe like like a a 4. They've got shading in the like mouth 
part where the mouth should be and then like on the outside like they've done the paint job very good on phoenix but as a result it looks like he's wearing queen amidala makeup <laughs> from the star wars prequels where it's like weird two-tone lipstick and i you know i'm i'm gonna drop it down to like a thor for me i just think like they don't look very soft right that's what would bring it up to a six they could be that thin and soft but it's a vinyl statue so they can only do so much with paint so, also anyway. his tie is too red. Anyway, let's proceed. Let's proceed. Also, his badge has no detail; it's just a button. It's yeah, it's kind of got a divot in the middle, but no. Uh... no I'm eyes. sure that badge is tiny. Like, oh yeah, do, I'm sure they're it's... doing the best they can. It's I'm like sure when people it's... make a dog out of cake, and it doesn't look like a dog at all, and everyone is very happy because it's a TV show. Um, they're doing the best they can with cake, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God, cake reminds me of. Pancakes, which reminds me. <laughs> oh my god! So we did not watch these together this time, and I'm, I, for one, am amazed by how much my notes are lining up with your interpretation. <laughs> but before we get to that, we have to do the sad news. Oh, there's sad, there's news. sad news. There's sad news. Yeah, it was just it was Shutakumi recently announced publicly that his dog Missile has passed away. <gasps> He passed away over the summer, so Missile is is chasing bones in doggy heaven now. The real Missile. Okay, well, he was a good boy. Okay, so we watched, like we said, we watched episodes five through eight of the anime. Yes. So um, we're going to talk about those episodes. So spoilers um, for those now. Spoilers for those starting. Oh, do you want to start now, or do we want to? I forgot. Uh, this is what I forgot. Apollo Justice Suits raided by a seamstress. Oh, the seamstress. I saw she did um, Dual Destinies now, too. Oh, I don't have that one bookmarked, but I do have Apollo Justice, which we never did. Do we want well, to Well, let's do Apollo Justice. We can keep going with the the numbering. We'll go in order. So, Apollo Justice. Okay, yeah, so we'll do Apollo Justice. Okay, so here is Apollo Justice Suits raided by a seamstress. Um, we're going to go straight with pain. Hmm... This is um, pompadour pain, right? No, this is balding but long hair pain. Oh, yes. Horrible. Balding uh, mullet pain. Yeah. Mullet pain. I'm gonna... She's always ranking that pain high. I think it's probably an eight. That's a well, green you, suit, right? Do you right? know what he's wearing in this one? Oh, it's lime green. No, no. Four. It's four. like a pea lime green. Uh, I will guess five. Okay. Uh, the actual rating here is a three. Three out of ten. Okay. Uh, her response is, kill me? Just kill me already. <laughs> this is a disgusting suit. It's frumpy. It's ugly. I hate it. It's cut so poorly around the waist it looks awkward. The sleeves are at least fine. I would also like to say his brown loafers are fine. He's wearing some decent brown loafers. I can't believe she's given this a three, then, after that description. All right, we're going to... Okay, All right, Paulo. Um, I will guess... Eight. Seven. Six. Hey. Apollo, honey. Knowing <laughs> that, this is, that this has a matching blazer, this is probably his prom suit that he grew too attached to and decided to wear forever. Oh which God. is adorable in a way, and it fits his character, but it isn't a good suit. I mean, it's fine, I guess. It's not too bad. However, the waistcoat simply isn't done well. It's not... 
it's just not the darting pulls into the body when it should be going outward, and the back of the waistcoat rides too far over his shoulders and looks a little big. Again, the fact that that the back is a different color means that this was a prom suit. Since a silk-backed <laughs> waistcoat makes putting on, taking off the blazer easier. Which I didn't know that. Huh. Huh. Um, the clash, the tie clash is alright. I'm gonna say the tie clash is with the fire truck red. <laughs> <laughs> it's an I mean, aesthetic. I don't know if it clashes like it would if it was green, though, right? It could clash Ooh. worse. Yeah. yeah. Could be worse. I feel like if it was green or something, it'd be lo- lower. Uh, okay. Kristoff. Kristoff's mm. um, suit was inoffensive to me. I'll go seven again. I, you know, yes, an eight. Uh, he only ranks a four. What? Kristoff's oh. suit was fun. What, what's wrong with it? Well, it starts off, I hate the suit, I hate the suit, I hate the suit, the suit, motherfucker. So to wow. begin with why the suit's bad, let's start with the suit what the suit did right, because there isn't a lot. Uh, it's very, it's very, le- it looks well done, and it seems that all the tailoring is in order on each individual part to look well crafted. Number one, what kind of fucking palette is going on here? Lavender? <laughs> lavender? You look is at a lavender, lavender suit? I always thought it was light blue. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look very lavender to me. It looks like a, like an inoffensive periwinkle blue. Yeah, which is still weird, don't get me wrong. Yeah, uh, you either wear a lavender suit if you're either getting married or are a pimp. It's not a fucking respectable lawyer <laughs> color. A neon pink tie? Why? Just why? And the white loafers, god damn it. One pop of color is fine. Two is pushing it. Three is too much, okay? Number two, the suit style. Christoph, a double-breasted suit is not for you. Double-breasted suits, although can be worn by anybody, are designed for bulkier men, like Damon Gant, um, and people with wider frames. Kristoff has shul- has wide shoulders and a slender, slender hips, so the suit makes him look like a Twinkie. The <laughs> wingtip collar on the shirt is pretentious as fuck, but at least it goes with the suit. Number three. I hate that tie. He's such a bastard. Walk around tie with a pink ribbon tie. Of all things, it's not even a bolo tie. It's a ribbon tie. You want to look like a prick? That's the fastest way to do it. Number four. His goddamn white penny loafers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there's a lot of anger there that I, I did not expect. I, I mean, I, I am angry at the ribbon tie as well, but I think we've encountered douchier uh, neckwear in this game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. All right. Now we're going to go with um, with Clavier Gavin. Um, four? Clavier Gavin's not really wearing a suit. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I'm ranking it so much. I'm going to give him a five because his his pants are too tight and they're made of leather, but otherwise the blazer is whatever, and he's just wearing like a, a, a V-neck tee underneath. He's a rock star. She gave it a five out of ten. Nailed I hope, it. This commentary gets just more and more like, personal, I feel, to the author. <laughs> wow. I want to drink myself to sleep here. <laughs> Clavier, I know you have an aesthetic... But a literal chain for a belt is a surefire way to destroy the belt loops. I also love how he unbuttoned his shirt so you can see his belt, which was crossed out, because <laughs> she doesn't love it. <laughs> the pants also seem too big and bunchy at the bottom. Oh boy, is that pop collar annoying. And the silk shirt is too small, granted that I can see every muscle on his chest. Of course it's too small. <laughs> He's a rock star. Interesting thing to note is you can see when his arms turn down. The blazer itself is, like when he's pointing, um... 
If the blazer itself is poorly cut, if it pulls away too much in the armpit, it would make objecting kind of hard, and I worry that he's going to rip the thing with how aggressive he he's he is, he is. The fabric looks nice, but it's poorly made, like his brother. Oh. Oh, Romain Latouse is up next. Oh. Uh, his, his suit's too big, probably. I'm going to say a four. Uh, in between Utopia, he's a six. Okay. There isn't much to say about this other than the fact that Sure is a suit. It's just a plain suit. <laughs> sure is a suit. <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Nothing done well either. It's uninspired, but it fits with his theme. After all, he decided to wear a tie clip to shaking things up a bit. <laughs> Good job, Romain. Um, Shady Enigma. Now this is his suit with I the hat, I feel like right? this is going to get higher than This is the white suit, pink shirt. She's going to give it like an eight, Six. but he's dressed like a gangster. I'm going to go with the six. All right. Well, actually, it's a five. Oh. Okay. He looks like the one guy from the Yakuza series. (laughs) And then a picture of the guy from the Yakuza series. (laughs) It's the same fucking outfit. Except the hat. Except for the hat and no pocket square. I want to say more about these last few suits, but damn it, the amount of shitty suits has me tired. (laughs) I want a hard drink after this. The suit itself is fine. I just despise it. A white suit? All right. A white suit with a colored shirt? Pretty nice. A popped collar with a few buttons open? <laughs> oh, get it kind of sleazy. Keep the suit open? Yeah, that's a good way to dress like someone who's frequently commits tax evasion. It's not yeah. even pure white. It's more of a soft pink color. Uh, I know that pink's his color motif, but why would he wear the color he is most recognizable in? Also, that hat is stupid. I mean... Yeah, but you know, I can. He's a, he's a, he's not like an old dude, but like as as he gets older, that head becomes more appropriate. Right? <laughs> Too bad he doesn't get to become more older. Yeah, yeah. I mean that he's investing in a future he didn't have. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. She anyway. didn't even. Ha- she didn't even talk about that pocket square, huh? No, she did it. She ranked a lot of these a lot lower than I would have. But I don't know anything about suit cuts. She mostly seemed to have beef with colors, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, she also thought that Clavier or Kristoff's suit was lavender, so. Yeah. Lavender's not the word I would use, but. It's a blue. Yeah. Um, but that was, yeah, so that that's fun. I like seeing people upset about things when yeah, they know what they're talking about. Yeah, I love about. that. <laughs> okay, now we can talk about the anime. Now, spoiler time. Okay, spoilers now. Okay. Let's start with, um... Let's start with my number one thing. I was like, (laughs) oh, man, we did it so good with Doe. I'm so happy with his coloration. And then I fucking show him in the next fucking episode. (laughs) I'm like, what fucking color is your fucking shirt, sir? (laughs) How dare you? I said nice things about that shirt. And then you changed the color of the shirt. I mean, they must have lost the marker, right? They must have lost the marker that they used. But let's, uh, I want to back up for a second. Episode five is is the last episode of the, the just for the people who don't care about the anime spoilers but didn't watch it. It's the last episode of the Master Mask case. Um, so it's basically Luke asked me his testimony at the murder trial, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What do we have? Let's let's go episode by episode, simply because I actually took notes this time. 
I also went, I took notes episode by episode, but that's my first note. Okay, first <laughs> note, shirt, shirt problem. My, in regards to Godot's outfits, did you guys notice that he is wearing a ring on his pointer finger? No, I did not so notice. So during, during his damage animation, or like what should be his damage animation, where he kind of puts his hand above his mouth and he goes, Err, mm-hmm. he's wearing a ring on his pointer, and they've changed his damage animation such that his pointer finger sticks up, and you can see it, it's a silver ring. I did not mm. notice that. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, you know it's going to be the... This is going to be the way that they said that they were entangled. <laughs> I mean, maybe. It's some sort of engagement ring, but he's wearing it on the wrong-ass finger. Yeah. And another thing about, I guess, what people are wearing. Uh, look at me is he was figured out by the the guy who was murdered because he stole a red diamond and then he wears it around on his finger like an idiot. Like an idiot yeah. and it's too small so he can't even put it down on the right part of his finger. No, he's he wears, the red ring that he wears is the thing he stole from the guy who then later he has to murder. Yeah, I guess also speaking of what, like, what people are wearing there's this whole thing I remember in the game where He's got the brooch on, and then in the photo, there's no brooch, right? So it's like, you can't be the real one because you're not wearing the brooch. And here's the, I think, I don't know if they find it or whatever, but they don't, they don't bring it up in the show. But he's like, in the photo, there's no brooch. Right, I remember that too. Did you just like, I mean, if you don't want to talk about the brooch, don't do this to me. Don't put in evidence that I can't object to. I think it's just supposed to be an Easter egg, just for the people that played the games. <laughs> well, See, Jesse keeps saying this word Easter egg, as if every not... little bit of Ace Attorney is in its own precious little egg. <laughs> I don't think it's an Easter egg, although I, I share this feeling with Jesse, because there's a point in... in Because this happens in video game adaptation movies, like in, in Silent Hill Revelations 3D, based on the game Silent Hill 3. There is a part where they're having a discussion in this hotel room. And that hotel room did exist in the game. And there's a shoe in the a red stiletto or red high-heeled shoe in the game that you have to take from this hotel room that then becomes a puzzle where you have to match princess, um, Disney princess shoes, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, in the movie, they have this discussion and the shoe's in the background. It's just there. They never take it, acknowledge it, use it in a puzzle. It's just there. In the background of the shot. And it made me so angry. And I've, listen, I've only watched Silent Hill Revelations 3D in the movie theater on release night. And I remember that fucking shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think it's an Easter egg. I think it's them being like, we have to replicate it exactly like in the video game. Otherwise, people will be mad. Even though we're never going to talk about that thing that was there. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think some people would see that as like, a, oh, it's a nod for the people who played the game. And it's just upsetting for people like you and myself. Well, like, in this, what was upsetting to me was the entire, like, basically the way that Phoenix nails him is the the statues moved, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's paint spill on the ground. And when he took the photo, it was three days before, before um, we had, not moved, not we, but the girl... Adrian Adrian, before Adrian Edwards moves the statue of Ami Faye on top of the paint stain to hide it because it's ugly. And then Luke Atme moves it back because he's like, oh no. And Phoenix is like, you noticed that something was there. Something was there that wasn't supposed to be there. And something that wasn't supposed to be there was there when it wasn't supposed to be there. And I'm like, what is the dialogue? I I literally went, what? And Jesse just ignored me. (laughs) 
And it would last for, like, I swear to God, five minutes where he's like, and you noticed that something was there when it wasn't supposed to be there. And, and like, you know what you could have done during that time? The brooch. Yeah. I just didn't make any sense to me. It, yeah. It, it, and I think it's part of us trimming it down to, like, be faster is that we're just leaving out. Bit. And that's a good thing for the flow. But it's yeah. a bad thing for sentences like something that wasn't supposed to be there was there where it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> um, there was, uh, uh, what was, okay, so um, I did, like, going back to talk about Godot real quick, I didn't notice the ring. But there was a part where he did, a, like, the his mask, like, fizzes a bit. He does a Damazan animation, but then he recovers, like, immediately with a cup of coffee. It was very good. Yes, I thought that was good. <laughs> that was very good. But there was more animation problems with this episode, which is everyone got really skinny. Yeah, they did. <laughs> like, Phoenix looked like a 16-year-old at one point. Yeah, at one point, because I was like... Jesse, do they look real skinny to you? And she's like, yeah. And then Phoenix walks out from behind the stand. I'm like, look at that 16-year-old! <laughs> uh, I didn't, I guess I didn't notice that in this episode. There is a, there, I noticed it real bad in a different one, though. <laughs> I bet I don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> My eyes just do not fuck. Um, but there's, like, another part where, like, like, Desi comes out, and she, like, bends, bends down, down to talk to Phoenix, oh, but yeah, she bends at the hips like a Barbie doll. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's that's not where people bend. <laughs> well, and then, and then Desi, like, uh, takes Phoenix's hands and says, like, thank you, I'm so glad that you defended him, right? And yeah. then Pearl comes out and is all mad that he's doing it in front of Maya, not in front of Ron. But that, right that does happen in the game because she does slap him unconscious in I the know, game here. But it's more distressing to me that, like, now, I don't know why it's more distressing to me now that it's, like, treated as a, a gag laugh here, <laughs> and then we go to the dramatic, like, Godot standing alone in the dark-ass courtroom <laughs> like a weirdo. That was... I fucking love that part. Just I was not on do. my page. I, I just wanted to know why he was still in court. Did he just forget to leave? <laughs> I mean, I think he was brooding, but that got me, because we had a great opportunity when Mia appears at the end of this case uh, for Godot There's to have there. a reaction. And nothing. For them to just draw him having a reaction and nothing. No, absolutely nothing. And then she GTFOs really fast. Yeah, she she's there for 0.5 seconds where she's like, hey, Phoenix, did you hear the thing that the stupid man just said? And he's like, <laughs> oh, wait, you're right. And then, and then she's like, take care of Maya. Now, that might be game accurate also is the problem that I don't remember. I um, remember she did pop up at the end of this case, um, but... And we don't get to see Godot in the game. They don't do his bright yeah. for it. But I thought that the anime for sure would be like... Because if he had a reaction, it wouldn't necessarily be indicating... Like, to people who didn't know the story, it wouldn't mm -hmm. necessarily mean, oh, he knows her. It would be, oh, he noticed that a goddamn ghost <laughs> in the body of that child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The first person to ever notice, you know, it would, you know, I, like, I think they could have pulled it off, but they just didn't. They just chose not to, yeah, which was just like a, it, it, it was kind of just an easy out, which is unfortunate, uh, because him, him brooding in the dark is beautiful, poetic, with his, like, slightly <laughs> laser eyes and his, like, saying shit, but he doesn't say anything that indicates Mia. 
It's no. just like, ah, yes, the fun is just beginning kind the of thing. The fight is not, yeah, basically. So bitter. So bitter. Oh, which I guess, like, it is bitter because it's about you being her dead and you dead. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, but that, um, the only other note I have from this case, which Jesse pointed out, is we got a nice crotch shot of Luch <laughs> at me. <laughs> and she got flung back <laughs> by Phoenix's objection. <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't yeah. notice that. I don't know how. <laughs> Just nice crotch shot of him. Oh my god. I'm out, I'm out for this case, though. I got a lot about the next episode, though. Um, Alright, well the yeah, that's episode. it. So the filler episode. Okay, yeah, episode okay. 6 is called Sound the Turnabout Melody, and it's another goddamn child filler episode. Why? Okay, now, <laughs> full disclosure... I did like the episode. Yes, it was a fine episode. I just don't like that it exists. I'm just mad that we're getting this instead of, uh, I don't know, what happened to Mia and Dahlia and Godot? Oh, like, hey, quick fun facts. In the news that I didn't, I forgot to talk about, that's, they did announce that, that the Mia and Dahlia and a Phoenix thing is going to be an OVA after this season is over. Which... Makes, Just, I don't understand I, how that's going to work. Yeah, I don't either. Because you know what? You could do it as an OVA and it would be a good self-contained thing. The yep. Emma case. Yeah. Because that's literally what that is. Yeah. So I don't understand why we got that. Why got, we get? I don't understand why we get this filler thing instead of plot. But since we have it, let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. So uh, then we need to do some real filling in for the people who did not watch. So it's the, okay, this ahead. episode opens with Maya and Phoenix filming a commercial for the right editing agency. <laughs> it was um, a good commercial, though. <laughs> it was a terrible good commercial. Yes, yeah, it was a terrible good commercial. Maya hand drew all of the things. It's like the judge in the courtroom and Phoenix comes in and he's the lawyer samurai. And it's ridiculous and amazing. Yes. Um, and then they go out for ramen because yeah. they need a break. And then Phoenix takes out his signal samurai keychain. Because he hears, because he hears the signal samurai on the radio. And I was like, wait, it's a radio show? Because didn't Miles Edgeworth last episode want to come over and watch it on the TV? Yeah, no, that was when they were kids. It's been revived in their current day of 2018. Of, no, no, no. 2019. It's, it's it's like 2005 when it, we have the child flashback. But yeah, in the current but, day, it's a radio drama yeah. airing on Japanese radio. Yes. Because the radio is so important and how everyone gets all of their information. And Phoenix goes, ah, I love the radio. It means so much to me. <laughs> Phoenix didn't even know for sure Miles got the message. Which, I wrote this down because this is something that Larry says when we have the flashback to when they're in middle school. Radio, the adult's pastime. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I wrote that too. But also, uh, that's the only reason Edgeworth would have been listening to the radio. Now, but... to be honest, guys, only, only, only true adults listen to NPR. Hey, I've been listening to NPR since I was a child. Yeah, you're Miles Edgeworth. Deal with it. <laughs> he doesn't listen to NPR, though. We know. 
don't know that for sure. Now, we know that Larry listens to the radio, but he's usually probably listening to, like, an adult sex channel, probably. I, I absolutely li- was hearing, because there's a part where, like, Larry's listening to the radio gushing about women on the roof of their school, age 13 or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, did they do this to give a backstory to why Larry's listening to the radio in that Christmas, on Christmas Eve? Like I hope not. That was way no too much one, thought for them. Yeah, something nobody needed an answer for, but it's the only other time the radio is in Ace Attorney, and it's also goddamn 2005 or whatever. Like, what are we doing? I don't know, but... Everybody's listening on, on portable radios, like Jesse was saying at the beginning, that are, like, from 1991. Uh, <laughs> yep. But they're listening with modern earbuds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they are. They're listening to our earbuds, and then in a later episode, Gumshoe's using the exact same model of radio. Well, he's poor, though. 58.6 FM. I I was cool with that, because he's broke. Yeah, like, I was, but, like, everyone drops them, and then they all, like, pick them up like they've got a crack in the screen. I'm like, that's made out of six, like, like, six inches of plastic. You're good. (laughs) You can chuck that down a mountain, and it's probably still still fine. Like, but everyone's like, ah, my radio! Like, I'm sorry it cost you, like, $80 at at the time, I guess. (laughs) Well, here's the other thing, um, that, like, there's... I just, Ace Attorney doesn't know, the anime especially, does not know what year it is, right? Because they're right. all having radios, but they're all in their modern earbuds. Um, they go to a mall in this episode, we'll get to that, but, like, they go to a mall. But they're all on their radios. I don't, whatever, man. Like, okay, well, let's back up. All right, back up. So, uh, we, we go into a flashback because Phoenix is like, ah, oh, yes, the Signal Samurai brings back so many memories. So we go, we see Phoenix and Larry in, like, middle high school age. Middle school. Middle school. Okay. Middle school. Um, and they're, like, hanging out. And Larry's like, dude, have you heard this radio? It's so cool. And listen to the radio because that's that's what... That's what adults do. <laughs> that's not just what adults do. It's an, <laughs> it's an adult pastime. Radio. The adult's pastime. <laughs> the adult's pastime. And then Phoenix is like, I wish I knew what my good, good friend Miles was up to. Because, you know, he had to leave so suddenly since his dad was fucking shot. And he didn't leave us any information. Yeah. Larry's like, I wonder how his dog's doing. (laughs) Yeah. Larry Um, is a a trash human. (laughs) Which I had comment, Phoenix, if you literally just hung out with anyone else, you would have been better off. (laughs) Like, anyone else would have hung out with you. It's true. Um, (laughs) Um, We flash over to Miles who is listening to the radio, but then hears his dog at the door, so he goes and opens the door, and the dog is dressed in clothing, and Francesca Mancarma comes in the in a very adorable dress. She's probably what? How old do you think she's It's three there? years after. The... Oh, so you did math this. She actually is six. Yeah, she's, it's three years after the last flashback. Okay. So she's so, six. She looks cute as hell. She's, she's dressing the dog up like Manfred von Karma, von Karma. because... Uh, she says, why are you doing this, Edger says, out of desperation and fear. <laughs> she says, because you never smile. Yeah. Yeah, and so she's running after the dog trying to put a cravat on him. <laughs> and then the dog barks at the door, and they're like, oh, Papa is home. <laughs> then Manfred talks to them for a while, and then leaves to look at the orphanage application. <laughs> I can't believe you just passed this up because they're at dinner and Francie's like, 
Papa, did you win today? And he's like, of course I did win. <laughs> And then she goes, I want to be a prosecutor just like you, Papa. And then he turns to Miles Edgeworth and goes, and what about you? Are you going to follow in your father's footsteps? And he's like, I don't really know. As if it's a fucking question, right? As as if Lancelot Carver has plotted out his entire life up to this point, right? He's He's plotted out sending him to an orphanage. Okay, wait, hold on. In fact, he's already training to be a prosecutor at this point in the real canon. But then Manfred's like, oh, I must leave. And because of that answer, he calls an orphanage and says, I will be sending Miles Edwards to you. So, out of nowhere, we know in canon, Manfred's like, I'm going to take this child, I'm going to groom him, I'm going to ruin this child's life, I'm going to tell him his father's waiting in the foyer for him, and it's just a cardboard cutout. Meanwhile, in anime, he's like, uh, I don't know why I adopted this kid three years ago, I should send him to an orphanage. Yeah, that, that comes in at, at, at uh, Manfred's ending monologue that he has in this episode, but yeah, it is revealed in this episode that Manfred himself does not know why he took this orphanage. Into his home, and the instant he learns that the orphan does not have, um, like intrepid legal goals for his life, right? Like he doesn't want to be a defendant or defense attorney or a prosecutor. In fact, the orphan doesn't know what he wants to do because he's thirteen. He's like, gotta get rid of this shit. <laughs> so they, for some some reason, I can't fathom, go to a mall. Was there a reason they well, went to set no? Well, so hang on, I need a timeout because okay. we have five minutes of flashback to the first, to the last case of game one, though. Right. Right. <laughs> that's that's good. okay. And then we go to a mall. I don't know why oh, we right, go to right. a mall because he's like, I'm going to send this kid to an orphanage. Grabs his arm and goes, Oh no, the ghost of the man who killed me doesn't want me to put his child in an orphanage. Except he wants when, me to bear the when will you stop plaguing me, Gregory Edwards? <laughs> Like, dude, if I was the ghost of Gregory Edgeworth, I I would for sure haunt him until he gave my child to an orphanage. <laughs> that should have been Gregory Edgeworth being like, ah, the pain has stopped for the first time in three years. <laughs> like, Manfred, what are you talking about? Why would Gregory want you to raise his son? <laughs> Um, so anyway, we go to a mall. Yeah. yeah. The next day, for oh. some reason, we go to the mall. We go to the mall. And we know that Manfred von Karma has servants, because we did see them in the last scene. But yes. no, he takes his children to the mall himself. Yes. Yeah. For some reason. And so Francie's like, oh, look at these dolls. Do I want the blue dress one or the red dress one? And she's like, I'll get the red dress one, because it's, so- it's wearing red, just like you, Miles. And then... The most unbelievable thing to me happens. Well, actually, first off, they have a dog in the mall with them, and then the dog runs away. So I was like, I'm going to get the dog. Uh, and Manfred just looks at him. And then we see that Manfred purchases this doll for his child. The I no, you That's the craziest thing for you? Because Manfred von Karma in a shopping mall made me lose my goddamn mind. Lose my goddamn mind. It's just a ramp, Michelle. It, it just goes first, higher and higher. They're at a mall. Okay. <laughs> he then actually purchases something his daughter desires. <laughs> okay, I'll give you it's a ramp because, man, we about to ramp it up, right? They're at a mall with the dog. <laughs> He's about to purchase something that his daughter desires. He's at a that means he's at a mall for no reason. <laughs> they have no purpose to be at the mall. They are browsing. <laughs> well, 
is the reason to go to the cafe? Well, let's I not can't, even get to that yet. Hey, it's going to explode when we get to that part. So, okay, so the dog's missing, and then, like, Miles hears on his radio because someone bumps into him. It's and he the drops same radio, him. by the way, that Japanese Larry has in Germany. I yes. Wanna, oh, also, oh, no, no, they're in Japan. They're in Japan. They say that. What? They yes. say that in the mall that they're in Japan because the sto- yeah the store that Franzi is looking at there's a lot of them in the states but there's only one in oh Japan. Oh my god, they do say that. Okay, well Germany's yeah. out then because we're like because because well, in, in Japan in the Japanese version right they're in the states they're not in Germany right? They are, but he grew up in Germany. Miles moved to Germany to grow up, and then they returned to the states. That's in the American version of Ace Attorney. In the Japanese version. Oh, yeah, so in the Japanese version, they should be in America. Yeah, they should be shopping in America. Oh, my God. They should be living in America. But they're clearly living in Japan. We have to go back. We have to go back. This (laughs) means that. (laughs) This means that. Oh, my God. Manfred von Karma is in Japan and at a mall. (laughs) And they go to a store that's an American outlet store where they live. They live in America, and he purchases a doll in Japan that he could have gotten in America. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, I think the anime forgot that they were not in Japan, because they turn on the TV at a point, and it's playing the Rainbow Samurai or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Knowing because- they're not in Germany tripped me out, because I was like, why is Rainbow Samurai playing in Germany? That's what Jesse yeah. said. I'm like, no, they're in the States. That doesn't make it better. But I guess they're in Japan. Amazing. I can't, I can't even. Anyway, so he hears on the radio an ad for uh, there's a lost dog at the mall. And I was like, damn, that was fast. Missile just ran away. Yeah, but it's actually for another dog named Napalm Chan. <laughs> With a reward for $50,000. Yeah. It's like a whole yen. Yeah, like, like, like. Like a whole yen, yeah. So $50,000 for this missing dog, Napalm Chen, at the mall. Um, She's a Pomeranian with a pink bow in her hair and a, a heart on her, her stomach. stomach. Yeah. Uh, and then the theme music for Signal Samurai plays. Yes. And so Miles then promptly forgets he was looking for his dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very convinced because he's too invested in listening to his radio and walking around aimlessly. And then he hears this the Signal Samurai song and then... Turns out Phoenix wrote in and sent this long, loving message to his friend Miles. Um, that's later, though. After the cow is, and the... the is that friend. later? Yeah, that's after. Because first they run into each... She runs into the lady, drops his... Uh, oh, right, apologizes, right. finds the dogs, says the whole case, and then at the end of the episode is their telepathic method. No, 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 no. That, that happens, but he hears on the radio... The 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 letter because that's how he knows it was Phoenix who sent it. I think you're right. I think Stephanie's right. I think that happens right now. Well, he's forgotten that the dogs exist. Yeah, he's forgotten the dog because he's like blue. Like, hey, hi, red signal. This is blue signal. I just wanted to know that I'm thinking about you and, and, and I miss you and I hope you're doing okay. And he's like, oh, that Phoenix, right? And then he like finds the dogs, both of them. Yeah, that's right. And then Cow Lady, who he had bumped into previously, um is like, that's my dog, and it's very clearly not her dog. Yeah, and we're calling her cow lady because she is dressed, like, in cow print, and her hair is styled, like, horns. Like, she's... Actually, super great. I I like her, but I'm worried about the fact that they just made a lady that was a fat cow. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, it was done 
aesthetically, like, the hair was really good. Yeah. She's wearing a cowbell as, like, a choker. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. I mean, it, it's... But you're right. Start, the decision is executed perfectly. But it But is, I don't know if the decision was the right one. But yes. anyway, let's continue. You're right. There's... Yeah. So, uh, but she's, like, basically, like, give me my dog. And the dog's, like, growling and not happy. And Miles is, like, this, I don't think this is your... Like, I don't think you should force the dog. She's, like, well, too bad it's my dog. So he can't over the dog, and then she starts humming the Signal Samurai song, and he goes, wait a second. But while he's saying, wait a second, Manfred and Franzi find him. But before Manfred and Franzi find him, <laughs> the most... <laughs> yeah, Manfred von Karma utters the phrase, didn't you want to eat these pancakes? I can't even hear Michelle say it. I have to take pancakes. Didn't you want to eat these pancakes? I'm so upset. Yeah, because Franzi and him are just wandering around, and Franzi's like, he's been gone for a while, and and Manfred's like, whatever, and she's like, well, we should go find him, and then she runs away, and he's like, but wait, didn't you want to eat these pancakes? I'm so upset. He's like, do you want some pancakes? Manfred thought karma. At a mall, an American outlet mall in Japan, after buying after a doll for his daughter that she wanted for no fucking reason, <laughs> offers to get her pancakes at a cafe. It's like a pancake cafe too. Yeah. So, so like Francis, like oh there he is, and like tries to run it, and the man from hiding behind a corner stops her, and then we realize that, or then um, Edgeworth go like you know objects. Because he hears her, the the cow lady, humming the Signal Samurai song. And he's like, why do you know that song? And she's like, I don't know. I probably just heard it. And he's like, unless you were listening to this, like, ad, like, for the lost dog, and you um, heard the song after, there's no way. You don't have kids, so it's a kid's TV show. And also, it was canceled sh- three years ago. <laughs> it was canceled three years ago. So uh, no one does nothing for a reason. So, um... And she's like, well, that's my dog because it's got a little heart birthmark on it. And, like, you don't know anything, kid. And he's just like, um, fine. I found your dog. Give me $50,000. <laughs> Which is, like, the greatest power move. <laughs> uh, and she she has her break animation where she turns into a bull. Like, her hair flips. Yeah. And so she's got bull horns. And it's very good. And uh, But then Manfred comes around the corner and he's like, you're done. And she's like, excuse me? And he's like, do you want to take this to court? And then Franzi has her, her, her riding, riding, riding crop and she like threatens to whip the lady and the lady leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go to take the dog back and then Edgeworth goes, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah. You, no, no, no. Manfred von Karpenberg. Oh, you're right. No, I think. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Let's go. The pancakes, the pancakes must be ready now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is broken. <laughs> so, Let's go. So they go. <laughs> yeah, and then like feeding or Edgeworth sees like this donate donate to help lost animals or whatever donate abandoned animals, and he's like, Papa, may, may, Papa, Papa, may I get the reward money and donate it to these uh, animals who in need? And they, and he's like, Whatever, it's your money. And I'm like, Absolutely not. Yeah, karma. It would you would. I mean, you're only doing that because you can write it off on your taxes. You're not doing that. Like, what are you talking about? Because Manfred von Karma 
you should tell that child, no, because you're going to need that money in the orphanage. <laughs> but no, Maverick Von Karma decides after they, they walk away from this whole situation at the mall to call the orphanage and say, never mind. Cancel that order. <laughs> Cancel that order. <laughs> but then he has a cra- cravat granting ceremony with Edgeworth, in oh which Edgeworth takes off his bow tie and is given a cravat. And Manfred well, is, is like, wear this from now on. Are we supposed to think that Manfred came up with his plant? Because then he has his monologue about, like, I didn't really know why I wanted this kid, but then today I saw that he was actually destined for greatness, and I want to see how much I can crush him. Like, are we to believe that he just came up with the seven-year ruse at this point, as opposed to Three back when earlier. he did it? I can't. I no. I there's no way that this is the point he decided also, to ruin this child. Real life is not like The Sims, where you could just call at an orphanage to pick <laughs> up a child. You can't do well, that. He's going to drop off the child. He had an application filled out, Michelle. You can't. Yes, you take. You take the application, you attach it to the orphan, like safety pin it to the back of them, oh and just God. push him out the car and drive away. Hope you don't spill your wine. Apply to abandon a child. I can't. <laughs> no, it's baffling. Okay. Because well, he'd already gone through all the paperwork to adopt him. Like, yeah. That's like five times harder. Oh my God. And take him out of the country. Maybe? Question mark? Maybe um, they were just visiting because but, he had some cases in Japan? Maybe. But he's I supposed to be gone to groom these children and also to, like, erase the, sh- like, you know, erase the bullet wound from his arm. Anyway, we we're, we exit the flashback back to Phoenix and Maya. They're going to do the commercial. And, and Maya's like, do you think Mr. Edgeworth will see it? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, well, why don't we post it on this hot new internet thing? It's 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Let's post it on this hot new internet thing. Babonk. And then they we we flash to wherever Edgeworth is. <laughs> He's with some um, English speaking colleagues. I think I blacked out. I, I don't, don't remember, remember this, part. this part at all. You must have blacked out. Oh my god, how did you guys miss this? Maybe, maybe it was after the maybe, credits. Yeah, I don't know. We skipped the credits. Yeah. The, okay. Absolutely go back. They go back. It's wherever the fuck Edgeworth is. He's with three English-speaking colleagues. They're all huddled around a computer watching Phoenix's ad on, on YouTube. And the, the English-speaking guys go, huh, Japanese lawyers must be crazy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the worst English ever. <laughs> and then Miles comes over and smirks. And we, like, look down from the YouTube to where it has zero likes listed. And then the likes go up by one. <laughs> Lost my mind. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, but, but like when they're kids, like Miles is being thankful for his cravat. He has a psychic powwow, like touch across the universe with Phoenix. And Jesse lost her mind then. Yeah, the psychic, the where he's like, "You must have saved me again, Phoenix." And then Phoenix right. like turns around from where he was, and then he goes back to Larry. Uh. Um. And that's episode six. <laughs> you guys gotta go back and watch this. Uh, I, not I now, but you have to. Uh, but I'm already opening up Verve. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't really have met much notes for episode seven. 
I know we just watched all of this, but which one was that? So episode seven is Recipe for the Turnabout First Trial. Oh, so we, yes. we, yes. it's the, this is the Trebian case. We learn about uh, how Furio Tigre, not like that we know it's Furio Tigre yet. We learn about their imposter who um, posed as Phoenix on on Maggie Bird's case and then got a got a guilty. Uh, we figure we're going to go retry it because it was a fake trial. Uh, Furio Tigre got his spray tan after the trial. That's yep. one of the notes I have because when they show evil Phoenix, he looks exactly like Phoenix skin tone and all, not orange at all. Um, um, I would say he never got the spray tan, because my one and only note is Fiora Tigre is an orange. He's not orange enough. He seemed a little orange to me. He seemed like a little tan to me. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll see more of him before the end of this. Um, but, uh, we have a very short investigation at Trebian, and then we jump right into trial day one, which I thought was weird. Um, yeah, because, like, it does like Phoenix spends time trying to figure out what the fuck happened and like how he could piece this case together so he can have a retrial. Yeah. Um, on more merit, I feel like than just his uh, his a uh, phony that no one seemed to have noticed. The judge isn't afraid. Like he's like you were yelling at me. <laughs> like he is in the game. <laughs> yeah, the judge is a lot less uh, uh, personality in this. He just has no no personality. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is, so the notes that I, I don't have a lot of notes on this one, except for that, uh, Godot says Madonna in the Japanese instead of kitten. Like, not that kitten's very good, but he says this is what the Madonna was wearing, and he's, he's holding her apron. Uh, oh, I kind of, I kind of, like, blazed over that, but that's what he yeah. would say, kitten, huh? I think so, but it's, it's like, I didn't know that's what, if that's what he says in the Japanese, or he's just being weird. Uh, I don't know. But he's, we do get the first indication that Godot cannot see red on white because he's holding up the apron mm-hmm. as proof that they found it in the pockets of the apron. And Phoenix is like, what's up with that blood stain? And he holds it. He's like, what do you mean blood stain? Nobody told me about blood stain. And they're, um, like, uh, they're like, yeah. why don't you just look at it? And Maggie chimes in and she's like, that was ketchup from breakfast. Yeah. Um, and then we we meet uh, Victor Kudo, who is gross as appropriately old man gross. Yeah, he is. Uh, they did they did fine. Like that's nothing here or there. Um, um, Phoenix does go Super Saiyan, and then and then he objects. Right, he goes Super Saiyan, and there's blue fire glowing around him, and then he objects, but he spins around completely 360 before he objects. <laughs> did you catch that? Uh, you know, I it stops being noteworthy at a point. I feel. <laughs> He does a little twirl. I lost it. Um, um, so I said it to a point, Jesse, and it wasn't at this point, it was earlier, but it applies here. I just, I'm like, is any of this good? <laughs> I don't know if this show is good. <laughs> and the uh, answer no. is, we, I don't know. I need someone who has never played the games um, to just watch this anime and tell me if it's good. I don't think, I don't know. I think it's probably not good. I think it probably makes no sense. <laughs> That's um, what I think. We have so much background content and knowledge and comparisons. If someone walks up the street, they're like, why are they jam slamming this case so quickly? Like, I've got whiplash from these clues. Yeah. it either So it either makes no sense with whiplash or it's hella boring. Because, like, the next episode, there it's just talking. Like, nothing happens. Just talking. I I fell asleep. Jesse did yeah. fall asleep. 
So, like, we can continue. My last note for seven was just there's no new opener. I thought there'd be a new opener. Are we happy with the season? Maybe after, like, this case, like, after that case, then a new opener? Maybe. Yeah, we want, I think we have a few more episodes for potentially a new opener, but I'm not oh. sure. Yeah. Um, I still well, really it's... like this opener, though, but... Yeah, I think it's it's fine. I mean, it's ridiculous it's for ridiculous, all the reasons we like talked it. about. But I, it's it's chill. Uh, I just, you know, I, wanted, I was excited. I liked the second opener for last season. Um, but let's go into episode eight, because for the person who doesn't watch the show and or watches the show but doesn't have the game, right? Mm-hmm. For some inexplicable reason at the start of episode 8, Maya just works at Trabian now. Yeah, they she, didn't ex- she mentioned they mentioned that she wanted to come and work the next day and she goes, "Yay, Phoenix is like, why are you going to come here and work?" So they did say that in episode 7. I know, but like what? How did she when did she even get that job? In the game, in she's wearing seven. the outfit, and he's like, why are you wearing the outfit? And she's like, I'm doing investigation, you know? Yeah. But, but also, wasn't she faking the job for investigation in the game? I, I don't Yeah, but I my, don't my, my, you know, my, my hasn't thought it all the way through. Yeah. In this, I think Armstrong was like, I'll hire you. And she's like, sounds fun. So she, she does. She doesn't have money, because in the next episode, he gets shook down in an alleyway because he doesn't have any money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he not smart. He wasn't planning on paying her. That's probably true. Yeah. Um. Uh, my my big note for episode eight. I guess actually, I'll hold off on my big note for episode eight. Uh, Viola Kev. Uh, I never say Kedav- that. Kev- Viola. <laughs> Ked Cadverini, I think. Cadverini is how you say it, but I've always read it as Cadaverini because I knew that was the joke they were going for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, Viola doesn't land for me, and I'm very sad. She's not spooky. Yeah, she's she's just sad. She's not spooky, and she's just sad. And her laugh doesn't work. No, it's supposed to be, like, creepy, like, murdery. Yeah, and it's just a, (laughs) And, like, that's not anything. Yeah. That that sinister laugh that they keep saying. When I read it, when I read it while playing, it was like her voice was whispery, and she was always just gonna go off in a, (laughs) you know, like a, (laughs) you know, like, just like a joke to herself. Because she's supposed to be, like, you're supposed to think it was her for a while. Yeah. Which, like, the anime is even making me think it was her because just the clues. But, like, I know it's not. But, like, she's just terribly sad. Yeah. She's, like she's sad. Um, so that's, like, my one, like, really upset about it. My, my other really big note about this is the animation for this entire episode looks like 10-year-old me drew it. <laughs> And yeah, this fluctuated is, so much. This is the part where I, my first note for this episode is Maya's eyes are wicked crooked and I cannot handle it. <laughs> like, her, Maya's got straight bangs, right? It should, I know it's hard to draw eyes and I can't draw very well, but it should, you should have like a guideline for the eyes, which is her bangs, right? No, no, no. We are slant city here, baby. Like, <laughs> She's just blink- we recycle the animations here, so she's just blinking. I can't do it. I couldn't really fit- focus on Maya because I was too busy looking at Phoenix's face losing shape. <laughs> it just turned into a jello block. And Gumshoe's head was disproportionate to his entire body in his- all of the ways. In all of the I mean, Gumshoe, I couldn't place what was wrong, but Gumshoe just looked like fucking crazy to me this whole episode. His head was too big, then it was too small, then it was too... So angular. Like, they 
did something. It was like like, and then if you compared his his super detailed chiseled face to Phoenix's blood, <laughs> I don't know what happens. I don't that know. Specific man. scene where Gumshoe's sitting at the table listening to his radio for the lottery numbers, and he doesn't work. Like he doesn't win, and Phoenix is standing there. Maya, they they don't do anything. She looks fine, and she stays the same size in that cut. But Phoenix is like, I spent all my time drawing Gumshoe's head. And none of it, like, the rest of the picture just doesn't work. So they gave, like, they just, like, drew a body and, like, uh, it doesn't really, it's not the same right size, but it's fine. And then they drew Phoenix and they're like, I'm tired. I'm just gonna just kind of draw Phoenix. And it's just so, it's such a, it's a lot. I can't, I mean, this, it, it was. And, I mean, my other note, did you guys have, you watched on Verve too, so I think we watched the same thing, but... I think they misspelled chef as chief every yes, yes. single we got time. Yes, chief every time, but for that last episode, we didn't watch it on Verve. Okay. And that was the one where we had all of the English names. Yes, we did. So, okay. But they still spelled it as chief? I, for, I yes. They said chief. Yeah, they had chief, they, though. It was yeah, right. it was chief every time, and I wasn't paying enough attention because it might have been that they were saying chief. But well, they were, they, talking they were definitely about talking John, about John Armstrong, yes. right? So I don't know why they would call him Chief instead of Chef. I mean, Maya might because she's working for him, I guess. But <laughs> but why would Phoenix and Gumshoe? Because they kept being like the Chief, the Chief. Are you talking about the Chief? And it's like, yeah, he was just in here. I thought the Chief was in here. You know, it's like, oh, what are these? Well, the Chief does aromatherapy, and I'm it like, really, it really read like it was supposed to be Chef. To be fair, Jesse fell asleep during this episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. Then this episode, we're investigating it. We talk to Gumshoe. We go in and he gets the thing, the poison bottle from the aromatherapy, but we don't know it's poison yet. We go talk to Victor Kudo. We turn into Mia. He's skeezy. And then we go talk to Furio Tigre. And then we go talk to Viola. Well, we talk to Gumshoe again, who says, oh, the Cadverinis. Yeah, they run this town. And then they go back and talk to Viola. And it's just talking until the end when they exit the facility and Furio Tigre is threatening them and Gumshoe puts him in a leg lock. It's yeah, where'd good. that come from? And then, oh god. And then at the end they're like, start, like, Phoenix and Maya run but it just sounds like they took two wooden shoes and, th- like, dropped them lightly on the ground for Maya. Yeah. <laughs> like, just once. I was like, well, that's, that's not how she, like, it wasn't a runny sound. It was just like, <laughs> she's just floating actually she just lifted up her knees and then it's like she just like kicked her shoes off and then decided to run without them like i was like what do- i don't know but i was like why is gumshoe here putting people in like headlocks yeah it was gumshoe did a lot of of interesting fighting uh which is weird because he was when he was broad he could probably body slam victor or no oh, furio. Ty- furio tigre but like he's too skinny now <laughs> Um, um, but so I have two other notes. We talked to Maggie at one point, and Gumshoe had given us a bento to give to her. Yeah, the yeah. just weenies. And then Maggie is like, "I don't want these. I hate weenies." When she finds out it's from Gumshoe, she's like, "Maya, you can have it." And we cut, and Maya is turned into the corner <laughs> eating the bento, and it's like, "Why are you eating it in the shame corner, Maya? Why can't you just eat the weenies and be part of the conversation?" <laughs> That's a very good question. I was like. How are they like passing these weenies back and forth? And Jesse's like, it's probably like the guy, like the cop, cop on duty. And I'm like, it just seems like really difficult. Well, <laughs> but... you know what I think at this point? I think they didn't want to draw Maya eating. So they 
away. And then when she has an epiphany, she turns back and rejoins the conversation. But, like, Why what? is she eating in the shame corner is a good question. <laughs> Maya would never eat in the shame corner. She has no shame. She has no shame. She has no shame. Um, Things that we did skim over, though, is Fiora Tigre's scooter <laughs> and him getting on said scooter to drive he wears away. He a helmet. <laughs> Safety first. Safety first. He would have died without a helmet when he hit that car. Probably. And have Vila in it. Um, I don't think there's anything else, though. I think well, that's my, it. I guess my note is we're not doing Magatama stuff anymore, even when we're supposed to, because I think Viola yeah. is supposed to be a, a Magatama situation. Um, and we're just done with that, I guess. I guess. I guess. That's sad. I didn't even think about that. Well, it's like okay because it's an anime, I guess, and that's like a gameplay element, but it's not okay because we just had boring conversations with people this episode, which could have been spiced up a little by magic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... Maya Maya turning into Mia to have Boob City there for one conversation was not engaging enough to keep Jesse awake. Like... (laughs) It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, you guys, like, come on. It doesn't need to be action-y, but you have all of these opportunities to make it cool that don't have to be Phoenix pirouetting in the middle of court we going super saiyan. all of our money on Phoenix pirouetting and Manfred von Karma's <laughs> death eyes. <laughs> I mean, we Some spent all our money, money on that cow lady. On the oh, CGI like- of... Uh, the nice. mask to mask case in the flashback. Yeah, we did when he. Yeah, when he walked in. Which I'm mad about that flashback because like Ron's like, oh, I walked into the room, and in the flashback he's walking in his like his his copy or his security uniform, and he walks into the room, and then like the flashback, and then he goes, oh, I was in my mask to mask costume for that. Everybody, I'm like, then why didn't you draw that? Because they didn't know that until he it was said that. his flashback. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I If I Stephanie am in a flashback of me, I I will flashback with what I was wearing. And well, then, then I Stephanie, why was his flashback in third person then? <laughs> I guess you're right. Because I, I, just, I just think about myself like that, you know? I think my life's a movie, so I flashback <laughs> in third person. But to be fair to the show... It doesn't take much for me to fall asleep. No, but I was also bored. <laughs> like to, to Michelle's point, yeah, not a lot happened, but I feel like it's because we had an animation team that was C tier and they couldn't be trusted with much. I mean, I That's guess. True. That's what I'm gonna go with. I, maybe, but I mean, this one, like, we, I guess we've been doing a pretty good balance of investigation and court in the same episode, but not yeah. this time. No. What was Viola's backstory again? Because her, her grandpa's the mob boss. And he loves her very much. They're yes. in the car. Fairy Tigre's scooter rams into, they hit him, basically. Yeah. She gets super hurt for a fairly basic surgery, though, to her head four months ago. That she's still bandaged up for. She's a delicate flower. But she's a delicate flower and her grandpa loves her very much and cares for her. Well, grandpa um, is ex- is extorting Furio Tigre for way more than the surgery was worth because yes, he hit his com- granddaughter. Yeah, for compensation. So he, Furio yeah. Tigre owes him a million dollars. So Furio's response is, I'll pretend I love her. So that way, either I have some leniency so they don't like, you know, if I don't have the money, they won't turn my, you know, you know, like I got to, I got like this... 
safety net with her. Well, but, probably what he did was like he was like, oh, if I pretend to, uh, if I pretend to love her, maybe the the debt will go away, and the yeah, debt if I didn't go away. Into the family, even as far as that, like I won't have to pay him back. All this sounds very familiar. Um, um, but then it didn't work. It didn't work because then she hears him say that dumb creepy girl, and she's like, and then Phoenix is like, hey, we don't think he respects you, and she starts crying. She's like, I wanted him to love me. He said he loved me. And now she's really tragic because she's fucking alone in the world. And all she's got is this shit bag. Yeah. And her mobster grandpa. And her weak constitution. Yeah. Well, I mean, probably she wants to go live a normal life and she can't because of her grandpa. Like, I'm sure he's the only person in the world who is ever like, I love you because everyone else is afraid of her grandpa. Exactly. Yeah. Which is sad. I mean, it's just sad. She's just sad. Yeah. And she's not creepy at all. Not really. Um, But that's it, I guess. We're caught up. Yeah, we are. Um, You know, I could talk... I don't want to ever want to hear the word pancakes again. (laughs) (laughs) If we watch one episode of the dub, though, it's got to be that one. I don't want to. We gotta hear Man from Fun Karma talking about pancakes. Pancakes with his hear... dead soulless eyes. <laughs> we gotta hear the English-speaking attorneys in English what they're gonna be. Are they gonna be, like, German accent? Really bad German accent? I don't... I don't wanna hear Are they gonna one. say American attorneys are so crazy? <laughs> I don't know. Are they gonna say it in bad German? <sighs> I want to die. <laughs> like I did before we watched these episodes. I did it be- I felt like dying before this podcast. I just... <sighs> now... Oh, man, I almost just upped the ante on myself here. I was like, now, if you told me I had to spend the day between Gant and Manfred, but Manfred was going to take me to get pancakes? Oh, shit. I want to hear this. <laughs> I don't know who I'd pick at this point. <laughs> So now, I mean, we do have to imb- we have to embiggen it, and I think that if it's you have to choose the to spend the day with Gant, Game Manfred, or Anime Manfred, the answer is clearly Anime Manfred. <laughs> yeah, he'll take you to the mall. <laughs> He's gonna take you to the mall. He's gonna be nice to you. If you run away from him, he will do nothing. <laughs> he might put you into an orphanage, but that's only if you don't impress him, and he has custody over you. <laughs> But if you have logic, he'll he'll let you stay in the family and give you cravats. Yeah, you have to use your logic, and you have to eat the pancakes, uh, but only when they're ready, so that's nice. <laughs> he'll buy you dolls if you want. <laughs> Anime Manfred's a clear winner here. Not to mention, he's a skinny beanpole of a man who probably kick him in the head. <laughs> Just knock him right over. <laughs> just, just knock him right over. If I've ever seen a frail old man, it's Anime Manfred, because good lord, what happened? But we cut the budget by just cutting everyone's waistline. <laughs> Everyone's so thin. Oh, punch Manfred in the gun arm. I'm just so happy <laughs> yeah. that Franzi is not an adult three-year-old anymore. <laughs> Franzi was very cute. She was very cute. Jesse was so flabbergasted at how happy she was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it makes sense why she would be so happy, but it just 
it felt weird. I mean, she doesn't get unhappy until she's an adult. I mean, it, she's kind of... Miles is miserable, and she wants him to be happy, but she wants him to be happy with Manfred. Like, she loves Manfred, right? Right. Yes. And, like, her dad's perfect. She sees her dad as, like, a hero of justice. Like, he puts the bad guys in prison. He doesn't let them get away. I want to be just like my papa. I want to make the world better. Edgeworth, like, you should be happy and join this cause and be with us. And she wants that because she's six. Yeah. yeah. And the world's pretty black and white. And, you know, and Papa buys her dolls and gets her pancakes at the <laughs> mall. Like, yeah. of course she's happy. Yeah. But, like, it is it is a weird dissonance to think about happiness existing around and because of Manfred von Karma. Yes, that's the most. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to make pancakes tomorrow. <laughs> I won't be hope for it. Also, please just don't. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I don't have anything else. I'm sure we had... I think we had something on the Tumblr. I'm sure we had stuff on the Tumblr, and we definitely had emails. We've had that homework question for quite a while, but uh, we'll get there. I promise. Let me take... Tumblr, we got a new person who's saying hi. Uh, Hello, new person. Sophos the Wise Bunny. Uh, They've been a fan since, like, episode 36. Only recently made a Tumblr. Just wanted to let us know that they're a fan and they look forward to the episodes especially since there's never any news um <laughs> as for the homework question well, uh, don't get to that yet we'll do that on okay. a different one we're pushing so, we're pushing an hour 15 mm-hmm. oh wow then yeah the answer to the homework question then there was something from map op about badge ballads um there's only one thing i want to um mention here and it's Red Dog I mean, 002 said, thinking back on if people should be outwardly gay in Ace Attorney, she thinks that they should, Edgeworth, Phoenix, and Apollo should all come out as asexual because then they'd truly be Ace Attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to end that here. Very good. Um, so yeah, if, if you like that quality content, uh, you can, you can send that quality content to us at object to this, g- g- object to this podcast at gmail.com. Jesse, what's that Tumblr? Objecttothis.tumblr.com. And Rochelle, where where can they find this lovely podcast? Uh, you can find us on podcastgarden.com slash podcast slash object to this. Or Apple Podcasts. Or Apple Podcasts. Rate and review. Yeah, that's good that's good times for us. You could just write a review that says man for making pancakes. <laughs> I won't be happy about it, so you better make it five stars. <laughs> um Thanks, Dark Shadow Rage 2 off the YouTube for the use of our theme song, Hey Pal, Detective Gumshoe Remix. Thanks, Michelle, for whatever we put at the end of this. I mean, it's going to have to be pancake-related now, right? <laughs> I'm Stephanie. I'm Jesse. I'm Michelle. And that was Object to This, so why don't you object to that? <laughs>